0: Welcome to Second Impressions, the Pride and Prejudice Podcast. My name is Tom. And I'm Grace. And we're going through Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice chapter by chapter. Today we're doing Volume 3, Chapter 7. But Grace, will you give us a recap of Volume 3, Chapter 6 first?
1: Sure. So Elizabeth and Jane and the rest of the family are still at Longbourn waiting for a correspondence from Mr. Bennett, who is in London. They don't hear anything from him. So Mr. Gardner is like, all right, I'm going to go to London. And at least with me in London, you guys can have some like correspondence of what happened. And also he is going to relieve Mr. Bennett of the responsibilities of looking for Lydia. Because I think he just knows that Mr. Bennett is no good at it. Um, so Mr. Gardner is going to go and go to London. And Mr. Bennett will come back. And Mrs. Bennett is distraught. Because she's like, well, if Mr. Bennett comes back, who's going to fight Wickham and make him marry Lydia? But that's that's just how it is. Uh, Mr. Bennett comes home. And uh, yeah, with with no no Lydia in tow. And they also receive a completely unnecessary letter from Mr. Collins. Essentially just congratulating himself for not marrying into this horrible family. And to let them know that he has let Lady Catherine know about all of the goings-ons with the whole Lydia situation. Um, They also discover that prior to, you know, abandoning his post with the military, Mr. Wickham also, like, racked up a significant amount of debt, and so that, we suspect, is the leading cause of why he had to just get the fuck out of Dodge. And, you know, why not bring a pretty young girl with him in tow? So that, we suspect, is the main reason why he decided to bring Lydia, not for any, not for any like p- p- planned nefarious reasons, just because she was there and he could do it. Um, Mr. Bennett seems to have at last learned his lesson in terms of rigoring his very young daughters. and um, Kitty makes a point for some reason to say that if she were ever to go to Brighton, she would behave better than Lydia. And Mr. Bennett's like, "Fat chance you're ever gonna go to Brighton. And as a result, makes Lydia, or sorry, makes Kitty cry, hmm. and that is how the chapter ends.
0: Uh, I should note that what we believe to be Wickham's motivations are our speculation. Yeah, they don't say it explicitly, but I think it's pretty safe to assume that.
1: Yeah, mixed with mixed with the fact that when he was at Lanton, he also racked up a lot of debt mm-hmm. and then skipped out, skipped town, so. It just seems like a pattern of repeated behavior from Yeah, him.
0: I don't think it's just like, oh, you know, Lydia charmed him so much that he just had to throw it all away and run away with her, right? I don't right. think that's not the case. uh uh-uh.
1: We know Wickham better than that. It was
0: more like, hey, there's a lot of people who are angry with me in this <laughs> town. I owe, I owe a lot of money around here. Yeah. So why don't I bring this girl along with me when I go into hiding?
1: So why don't you give us a quick summary of what happens next in Chapter 7? All right.
0: Chapter 7. So... Mr. Gardner has been working on the case in London, as you said, Grace, and Mr. Bennett gets an express letter from Mr. Gardner saying, We found Lydia and Wickham, and good news! They've agreed to get married if you ensure that Lydia is going to get her share of the 5,000 pound inheritance that all the daughters are going to get, which is nothing. That is not a good inheritance. uh and also we won 100 pounds a year and so those are the those are lydia and wickham's terms of a uh to mr bennett and if he agrees to them they'll get married and mr bennett is like i know that wickham needed a lot more money than that so i'm sure mr gardner put down at least ten thousand pounds to make this marriage (laughs) happen and i don't know how i'm ever going to repay him uh and then elizabeth and jane go to mrs bennett to tell her the news and mrs Bennett Instantly recovers from her illness, she is on her feet, getting dressed, ready to go into town to tell all her <laughs> friends slash enemies about the good news. Mm-hmm. Um, and the chapter kind of just ends off with Elizabeth reflecting over what's happened and being like, "Well, you know, this is not going to be a good marriage, but I guess I'm grateful that at least they're getting married at all, and they're not just going to live in infamy their whole lives."
1: Right. That's all you could hope for in mm-hmm. a situation like this.
0: Right unfortunately yeah unfortunately i think it's well we'll talk about it more but elizabeth comes to the realization like the thing that they've all been hoping for is still kind of not a great outcome mm-hmm. you know yeah it's not the, the recipe that does not look like a good a recipe for a good marriage lydia plus wickham mm-hmm.
1: it is but it is the like least worst outcome uh uh-huh. all right let's all right yeah let's get, get into it, it. do chapter, you start sure chapter seven two days after mr bennett's return As Jane and Elizabeth were walking together in the shrubbery behind the house, they saw the housekeeper coming towards them and, concluding that she came to call them to their mother, went forward to meet her. Mm -hmm. But instead of the expected summons, when they approached her, she said to Miss Bennet, that's Jane, Miss Bennet, I beg your pardon, madam, for interrupting you, but I was in the hopes you might have got some good news from town, so I took the liberty of coming to ask. Mm -hmm.
0: So, yeah, Jane and... Elizabeth are taking a little walk around the property. The housekeeper comes running up towards them and is like, I-, "I wanted to ask if you heard some good news." And this is the same housekeeper. So in a previous chapter, they reveal that uh, Mrs. Bennett like gives tells all her woes to this one housekeeper, <laughs> and she's like the one servant who's kind of like sanctioned at least to know about everything that's happening.
1: Right. This so is Mrs. Hill.
0: Uh huh. This is the same housekeeper. Yes. Uh. What do you mean, Hill? We've heard nothing from town. I don't know exactly. I think that it's probably Jane who's saying this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so Jane's like, what do you mean, Hill? We we haven't heard anything.
1: Dear madam, cried Mrs. Hill with great astonishment. Don't you know there is an express come for master from Mr. Gardner? He has been here this half hour, and master has had a letter. So, <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, so this is also very in nature with Mr. Bennett, I think, just to, so like, an exp- like, Like the thing that you've been waiting for, an express letter from Mr. Gardner has come and he's been waiting for a half hour Uh and like no one even seems to know about it. To the point, he's been here long enough where Mrs. Hill, the housekeeper, is like, oh, I yeah. bet I bet the family knows what's happening now. Let me go ask the daughters of the family. That's a
0: great point. And the
1: daughters are like, huh? We uh-huh. don't know anything about a letter. They
0: have to learn this information from the housekeeper. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Bennett has just been sitting on it for half an hour. <laughs> like, he knows that everyone wants to know like new developments, but that's just who Mr. Bennett is. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. He's like a turtle of a man sometimes. I know, he-
1: like this... He really has not changed. Maybe in the previous chapter he's changed a little bit, but his behavior has not changed. I think,
0: if anything, he's become moodier. Oh, yeah. Like before he was just like smug and self satisfied and incredibly lazy and passive. And now he's a little like moodier, (laughs) a little Mm -hmm. less self satisfied, but still passive and like lazy. Still
1: doesn't think he owes his daughters an explanation of anything, even though his terrible parenting has led to, could have almost led, well, we'll see has almost led to like the downfall of all of his children. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, but regardless, so yeah, according to Mrs. Hill, an express messenger came with a letter. So, you know, obviously a letter yeah. that Mr. Gardner paid a little extra to have sent mm-hmm. right away. Yeah.
1: Oh, and I misread this part. He's been here this half hour. I thought it meant he's been waiting for a half hour, but it means he came like a half hour ago. Yeah,
0: he has been here this half hour. He came a half hour ago and Mr. Bennett has a letter from him.
1: So Mr. Bennett has been holding on to this letter for a half hour, Mm -hmm. not letting any of his daughters know. To the point where Mrs. Hill, the housekeeper, is like, oh, I bet enough time has gone by where I'm sure Mr. Bennett has let his family know what has happened, mm-hmm. but no, of course not.
0: It's also a good little window into how not only have the Bennetts been following this drama, but, well, we know at least Mrs. Hill has been made privy to it through Mrs. Bennett, <laughs> so she's been following this drama, and she wants to know what's happening, and I think it's pretty safe to say, so of the servants and everyone in the neighborhood. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It also is a little telling that Mrs. Hill feels comfortable enough to ask the ladies of the household. So, uh. like, she... She is sort of, like, seems to be, like, a good, um, confidant. Or that she's been with the family long enough where it's, like, the relationship seems to be pretty, like, um, like, close. Yeah, it
0: is a kind of improper, like... I don't think anyone would like a servant of Darcy's would probably never ask him about his (laughs) private business. Yeah. But, you know, the Bennetts are a little more laissez-faire with the way they conduct themselves.
1: Perhaps it's like, well, Mrs. Hill's being punished enough by having to listen to Mrs. Bennett talk all day long. So she's like, I at least deserve to know the updates of this thing that Mrs. Bennett has been like just squailing about it's basically
0: been my job to be mrs bennett's like sympathizer. yeah the Uh... least you can
1: do is give me updates about it
0: (laughs) okay yeah so she says they they got a letter from this express messenger yep and it says away ran the girls too eager to get in to have time for speech so they're too eager to get inside the house to say anything to mrs hill Mm. they ran through the vestibule vestibule into the breakfast room from thence to the library.
1: Because of course where else would Mr. Bennett yeah, be? Uh uh-huh.
0: However, their father was in neither. And they were on the point of seeking him upstairs with their mother when they were met by the butler who said If you were looking for my master, ma'am, he is walking toward the little copse." I
1: think Which
0: it's he... copse. Oh, is it copse? Sorry. I, think so. I, I uh, one of the many words I've only read before, <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard in speech, but I know it means like a small, like little forest yeah. or sorts, like a small gathering of trees.
1: Why on earth did they run up to Mrs. Bennett, is my question. Well, Did they really think Mr. Bennett was going to be up be there? That'd be the last place he would be. <laughs>
0: but yeah, you made a good point. The breakfast room and the library, those are his two domains, and <laughs> he's in neither. And this is also just more uh, proof of, like, I don't know, how bad Mr. Bennett is in an emergency. Like, he gets this letter that needs urgent handling, and he's taking a little walk out on the property. <laughs> yeah this is one of the few times we see him outside maybe that's ah. uh symbolic of something
1: maybe that he needs to get out of his house get out of
0: his house a little bit he needs to get out of his library mm. also two servants talking on the same page that's true we never hair. hear from yeah. the butler this is i think this is the, his only appearance mm. but just again more like they have to learn their own family business from their servants right
1: yeah yeah Ugh. I can only imagine, like, the servants are like, Jesus Christ, this family needs to get its shit together. Uh, they don't even know where each other is.
0: Okay. All right. Upon this information, Jane and Elizabeth instantly passed through the hall once more and ran across the lawn after their father, who's deliberately pursuing his way towards a small wood on one side of the paddock. Deliberately meaning, like, slowly.
1: Mm. Yeah, so he's just walking away from his house. Ambling
0: along, taking a little <laughs> stroll. <laughs> Um, Jane, who was not so light, nor so much in the habit of running as Elizabeth, soon lagged behind, while her sister, panting for breath, came up with him and eagerly cried out,
1: Oh, Papa, what news, what news, have you heard from my uncle?
0: This is ben- Mr. Bennet says, Yes, I have had a letter from him by express.
1: Well, and what news does it bring, good or bad?
0: What is there of good to be expected, said he, taking the letter from his pocket. But perhaps you would like to read it.
1: That is not the way that you should preface this letter.
0: What is there of good to be expected? Uh. Yeah. I think it's, like, this kind of taps into the consciousness of what we were saying Elizabeth will think at the end of the chapter. It's just, like, Mr. Bennett's like, he knows this marriage isn't really that good of an outcome. And especially, we'll talk about it more as we go on, he already thinks that Mr. Gardner, his brother-in-law, has, like, made this happen by putting down a massive sum. So, it's, like, yeah. whatever happens, I've been humiliated, <laughs> <you> know, right? <laughs> yeah, uh-huh.
1: kind of. A little bit, like, just as narcissistic as Mrs. Bennet, making this all about him and his uh, own, like, yeah. ego.
0: He's doing, he's a little bit on his, like, pity parade here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Elizabeth impatiently caught it from his hand. Jane now came up.
0: Caught the letter, that is. Yep. Read it aloud, said their father, for I I hardly know myself what it is about. Oh my God. Great, thanks, Mr. Bennet. You want to read the letter? Sure.
1: Grace Church Street, Monday, August 2nd. I actually have a note here. Um, It's not really relevant, but August 2nd is actually not correct. It would have actually been around like mid-August. This is like a rare mistake on Austin's part.
0: You mean in the timeline? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because, yeah, yeah. Does your book give like a reason for that?
1: Um, Just that... Uh, just that like... Be- okay, Elizabeth would have been the Lambton like late July and so just just in terms of like the chronology it would not have been correct it would have been like sometime in like middle of august okay yeah all right but it's really not a big deal okay let it goes my dear brother at last i am able to send you some tidings of my niece and such as upon the whole i hope you will give satisfaction oh sorry i, I hope we'll give you satisfaction mm. So, okay, it's starting a lot better than how Mr. Bennett has prefaced it. Just been like, what could, could possibly come of it? Uh-huh. But at least Mr. Gardner's like, okay, there's some good news.
0: It's also, it's such an insight into his character. I don't like, that he gets this news that they've all been hoping for, and it's like, whatever, you I know, know. Uh, there's no good news to be had.
1: Soon after you left me on Saturday, I was fortunate enough to find out in what part of London they were. The particulars I will reserve till we meet. It is enough to know. They are discovered. I have seen them both. Mm. And then... um, We will
0: learn the particulars later. Yeah. yeah.
1: And then it's interrupted with... Then it is as I always hoped, cried Jane. They are married. (laughs) Elizabeth read on. I have seen them both. They are not married. (laughs) Wrong. (laughs) Nor can I find there was any intention of being so... Damn.
0: So... Even Lydia, who said in the letter that she was planning on marrying Wickham, is now pretty happy just living with him Mm. in London and Sin. Like, on neither side are they trying to get married anytime soon.
1: But, if you are willing to perform the engagements which I have ventured to make on your side, I hope it will not be long before they are... Alright, I will hope it will not be long before they are married. Mm. So there's there's intention to marry now.
0: Yes, so I... It's true. They had no intention, but now they will marry if you follow, you know, if you agree to these terms. Yep. And I think the reason they were maybe not planning on getting married before, one of the reasons, at least, was we, we got to wait out and see what kind of settlement we can get, right? Yeah. We got to get some money. Uh...
1: And I bet it's not just Wickham thinking this. Lydia is probably also thinking this. She's like, well, I'm not going to get married until, like, I get my wedding clothes uh-huh. or whatever.
0: It's harsh to say. But it would be untrue to say anything else. Lydia does not care about her family. No.
1: Mm-mm.
0: Not even Mrs. Bennet, I th- don't think, who it's- like loves Lydia. I don't think Lydia cares very much about her. Lydia
1: only cares about Lydia. Uh-huh. And that is why she and Wickham are the perfect match. Exactly. All that is required of you is to assure to your doc- daughter, by settlement, her equal share of the 5,000 pounds secured among your children after the, the after the decease of yourself and my sister Mrs Bennett mm-hmm. and moreover to enter into an engagement of allowing Lydia during your life 100 pounds per annum
0: okay so in now the or- brass tacks. Uh-huh. These are their terms. It's like, Mr. Bennett, you must make this if we are to get married. And well, wh- what is the first term?
1: Okay, by settlement, which is like the, by the thing that is already agreed, mm-hmm. Lydia's equal share of the 5,000 pounds secured amongst all five daughters after you die. So after you and Mrs. Bennett die.
0: It says an assurance of that for Mr. Bennett. It's yes. like they just want to know that Mr. Bennett will, in fact, make sure that Lydia gets her share of the 5,000 pounds that (laughs) all the daughters have to split up, right? So,
1: a thousand dollars. Sorry, not dollars. A thousand pounds after Mr. and Mrs. Bennett died. A
0: one-time payment of a thousand pounds. Yes. Yes. So, that is not very much. (laughs) That is not enough to live on. Yeah. But
1: also, to enter into another, term number two.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. But just also to say about term number one. In one way, it is like, that's a given. Like, why wouldn't she get her inheritance? Yeah. But I guess I guess it's also another, it's like symbolic in that, oh, we're not going to cut you out of the family, right? You will mm-hmm. get your equal share of the inheritance.
1: Ah, uh, yes. It's also just, I'm sure it's advantageous for Wickham and Lydia to have it on paper. Like, oh, he yeah. agreed to this. Uh,
0: but still, not that much. No. A thousand pounds in like, when they, whenever they die. <laughs>
1: Which, yeah, who knows when mm. that'll be. But then the term number two. Yes,
0: yeah. So what's um, term number two?
1: To allow Lydia, during Mr. Bennett's life, 100 pounds per year. Mm-hmm. So 100 pounds per year while Mr. Bennett is alive. And then once he dies, 1,000 pounds more. That's yes. it. Uh, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Which is not a lot of money. No. Especially um, not
0: for Wickham. Especially who, not for Wickham. Who knows how much debt he's even in.
1: Yeah, 1,000 pounds he owes to frickin' Brighton. <laughs> uh,
0: well, here, let's see what Mr. Gardner uh, okay. says.
1: These are conditions which, considering everything, I had no hesitation in complying with as far as I thought myself privileged for you. Okay, so, so then, uh, yeah, go ahead. He is basically acting on behalf of Mr. Bennett being like, fine. This is fine.
0: Well, this is also Austin showing us that, like, even if we don't know the particulars of, like, what money means at that time, like, Mr. Gardner, in Mr. Gardner's mind, this is such, like, a slam dunk. Like, why would you say no to these, like, paltry agreements that he was like, I just went ahead and agreed for you, Mm -hmm. right?
1: Yep. I shall send this by express. That no time may be lost in bringing me your answer. Except for the half hour where Mr. Bennett was just dilly-dallying. Well, who
0: knows how long Mr. Bennett would have waited if, the, <laughs> if Hill had said nothing. I right? know. If the girls had never caught up with him. Yeah. He was going to take, like, a walk. He...
1: You will easily comprehend from these particulars that Mr. Wickham's circumstances are not so hopeless as they are generally believed to be. <laughs>
0: okay. So, this is Mr. Gardner kind of covering up. i You can see that he is covering up some larger story that he doesn't want Mr. Bennett to know, right? Yeah. hes I think this is like an outright lie. Like, Mr. Wickham, the reason that they only want this amount of money is because Mr. Wickham's finances are not as bad as we thought they were. This is the <laughs> story Mr. Gardner is like telling Mr. Bennett. Yeah,
1: right. He goes on to say, the world has been deceived in that respect, and I am happy to say there will be some little money, even when all his debts are discharged, to settle on my niece in addition to her own fortune.
0: Yeah, so Mr. Gardner's like, not only have we been deceived about how badly, about the amount of Wickham's debts, like, even after he pays it all off, he'll still have a little bit of his own money.
1: Mm -hmm. In addition to Lydia's inheritance, Uh if, as I conclude will be the case, you send me full powers to act in your name throughout the whole of this business, I will immediately give directions to Hagerston for preparing a proper settlement. That must be Gardner's lawyer or something, Yeah. yeah. There will not be the smallest occasion for your coming to town again. Therefore, stay quietly at Longbourn and depend on my diligence and care. That's gotta be
0: so emasculating to yeah. anyone other than Mr. Bennett. Maybe Mr. Bennett is just, like, passive enough to...
1: I think he is... he's, he's The fact that he's, you know, walking alone in this little woods... Yeah. He is... He's walking with, like, his tail between his legs. He
0: feels, yeah, the humiliation of it. He was totally ineffective at doing anything himself.
1: And then two days later, Uh Mr. Gardner finds them. And gets
0: them to agree to marry on, like, yeah, for very little money. Yeah.
1: Send back your answer as soon as you can and be careful to write explicitly. (laughs) More, just more humiliation. It's Uh. like, I know you suck at writing letters, so I'm going to tell you to be careful. Like, giving a toddler, like like a glass of orange (laughs) juice and be like careful not to spill Uh it you know well we
0: talked about this before pod the podcast but it would be important because you know they're about to like execute these contracts basically on mr bennett's behalf so it would be important one way for him to be like yes i agree to you know such and such amount right but i think it also is to speak to your point it is mr Gardner being like now don't like answer back with a lot of like jokes or whatever (laughs) you know no like sarcastic answers we need you to be serious here yeah
1: yeah we have judged it best that my niece should be married from this house of which I hope you will approve. Mm-hmm. This house is their house in London.
0: Yeah, so she's going to be staying at their house until they get married now. And that's like, you know, that's, that's that will be the official story in the church like she didn't her and Wickham didn't like rolled in together from their hotel room that they've been sharing. <laughs> like Lydia has been with the gardeners, right?
1: Yeah, just more humiliation. The, Lydia's own parents are not even going to be at her wedding. Uh-huh. Um, She comes to us today. I shall write again as soon as anything more is determined on. Yours, etc. Edward, I think it's Edward uh, Gardner.
0: E W. E D W. Period Gardner. Maybe Edward or Edwin, probably. Who knows? Uh, it doesn't matter. Whatever,
1: Mr. Gardner. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> is it possible? cried Elizabeth when she had finished. Can it be possible that he will marry her?
1: Wickham is not so un- so undeserving then as we have thought him. Said her sister. My dear father, I congratulate you.
0: Of course, Jane. It's like, (laughs) I don't know. Maybe this is like a little bit of proof to her. It's like, hey, you know, he wasn't, there's still some hope left, right?
1: Yeah, Jane is still, you know, it's like her faith may have been shaken, but she is now resolute. <laughs> and of course she
0: wants to buy this whole story without yeah. thinking there's anything beneath it. It's like, oh, you know, the re. this is Jane. Thing. It's Jane's thoughts are like, the reason they're asking for so little money is because they must truly love each other, you right? Know, yeah. And she even goes so far as to congratulate Mr. Bennett. <laughs> and have you answered the letter, said Elizabeth? Uh,
1: this is Mr. Bennett going, no, but it must be done soon. Yeah, no shit.
0: <laughs> Most earnestly did she then entreat him to lose no more time before he wrote. Oh, my dear father, she cried, come back and write immediately. Consider how important every moment is in such a case.
1: Let me write for you, said Jane, if you dislike the trouble yourself. So Jane is like, another thing where Jane never doesn't say what she means. Jane is means, I know you suck at writing letters and you're not good at like, and you are not going to write a letter unless I physically write it for uh-huh. you. So I will physically write this letter if you tell me what to say. You
0: dislike the trouble, you know, if you're too much of a lazy bastard <laughs> <laughs> to write this letter. Yeah. Uh, and Jane has also been opening his mail already, so oh, it's, yeah. it's not that crazy to think, like, well, I guess I'll just write your mail too. I know. <laughs> it, yeah,
1: the, it's hilarious that Mr. Gardner is acting as... Mr. Bennett's proxy when actually they're acting as Elizabeth and Jane's proxy just, like, behind the scenes.
0: You know, we were talking earlier about how, like, it's interesting that we're getting all this, like, action secondhand, like, through letters and stuff. And, like, that'd be the reality of, like, Elizabeth's experience and, like, the women women at that time. Like, they couldn't go out themselves and do this sleuthing, you yeah. know? That would be on the men. But, and I think it's, it's significant that Mr. Bennett tries to go out and act for himself, fails, and then reverts back to his true position, which is, like, among the women at <laughs> Like, he, too, is going to learn of his daughter's marriage through letters. You know.
1: yeah you're right he is completely impotent in in this respect like uh-huh. he ha- is as powerless as his own daughters who legally have no rights and he has all the rights bestowed on him and he still can't do jack shit
0: you know i don't know it just kind of makes me think like maybe that's a kind of uh a weird connection between mr bennett and mr collins they're both they both really belong with women more than other men
1: mm. yeah you might be onto something there
0: There's a character in Valletta, Charlotte Bronte novel, Monsieur Emmanuel, who also, you know, spends his whole life teaching at an all-girls school, and even though he's like blustering and masculine, there's a moment where they talk about deep down, he knew he didn't really belong with men. Like, (laughs) he was, you know, he belongs in the company of women. So maybe Mr. Bennett has similar, similar quality.
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think, yeah. Okay.
0: All right. Well, regardless, let's keep going. Uh, yes. So, Jane is like, let me write the letter for you if you dislike the trouble yourself, right? Mm. Mr. Bennett says, I dislike it very much, he replied, but it must be done. (laughs) And so saying, he turned back with them and walked towards the house.
1: They're, like, they're just, like, one step away from physically like, maneuvering him back into the house to write this letter. Uh-huh. He
0: was not going to write it. He was going no. to go on a little, a little walk through the cops, oh the copes. Goodness. The copes,
1: yeah. Ugh. Okay. And may I ask, said Elizabeth, but the terms, I suppose, must be complied with.
0: Yeah. Like, you know, what does that mean?
1: So, like, she's basically saying, like, oh, and, like, you're going to say yes to everything, right? <laughs> Just making sure. Uh, uh,
0: Mr. Bennett says, complied with... I am only ashamed of his asking so little. So if you didn't get it already, now here it is. Yeah, it's not very much money. Mm.
1: And they must marry. Yet he is such a man.
0: That must be Elizabeth talking. Jane wouldn't say that.
1: Mm
0: -mm. Mr. Bennett says, yes, yes, they must marry. There is nothing else to be done. But there are two things that I want very much to know. One, how much money your uncle has laid down to bring it about. And the other, how am I ever to pay him?
1: Mm. so Mr. Bennett sees through it all Mm -hmm. he knows it's it's not just his money being put down to get Wickham to marry Lydia he knows there's like, backdoor deals being made with Mr. Gardner and Wickham. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, well, he's gonna go into that again uh, in the next his next piece of dialogue. Yeah. For some reason, I've always remembered this line. I, like, remember it from reading it previous times and uh, seeing it in adaptations, too. I don't know why. Mm. It, I guess it's just, like, a very humiliating moment for Mr. Bennett. It's like, there's no joke here, you know? Yeah. Like, how am I ever gonna pay him?
1: Yeah, my brother-in-law. How am uh, I ever gonna pay back yeah. my brother-in-law? Who technically makes less money than I do and is a working man in the city, whereas mm-hmm. I'm technically not working and I, I'm technically in a higher position.
0: It's, it's also a credit to Austin that you can write someone like Mrs. Bennett who is it's impossible for her to hide her emotions, but also like a character as stoic as Mr. Bennett and yet you always know how he's feeling.
1: Mm-hmm. Money? My uncle, cried Jane. What do you mean, sir?
0: <laughs> yeah, so Jane, like we were said, she heard this story, they only want a little money, and she's like, well, that's just because they're good-hearted people, right? <laughs> just because they're in love. She never questioned it. Yeah. Mr. Bennett says, I mean that no man in his senses would marry Lydia on so slight a temptation as 100 a year during my life and 50 after I am gone. Ouch. Okay. So that's, that's kind of, now he's back to his jokey self, even though it still stings. It's yeah. like, no man in his right senses would marry Lydia for so little <laughs> money, right? Yeah, for
1: 100 hundred uh, pounds per year while I'm alive, mm-hmm. and 50 pounds per year while I'm gone. Will you, Until... will you explain
0: that to us a little bit? Why are they the... going to get 50 a year after so they
1: Yeah, it's going to be like divvied up. Per year, so they're not gonna get a thousand dollars as a lump sum, like as soon as Mister Bennett drops to the ground. Oh, God,
0: imagine what Wickham would do with thousand dollars. He would lose it that very same day.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. So it's gonna be fifty pounds per year, um, and for like twenty years until the one thousand pounds is met.
0: That's how the inheritance is gonna be like doled out. Yeah. So yeah, fifty pounds a year, a hundred pounds a year while he's alive, and then fifty when he's dead. That is that's nothing. Mm. That is not enough to like live on.
1: Mm-mm. Um. That is very true, said Elizabeth. (laughs) Yeah, it is true. No man in his right
0: senses would marry Lydia for so little money.
1: Though it did not occur to me before. His debts to be discharged and something still to remain. Oh, it must be my uncle's doing. Generous good man. I am afraid he has distressed himself. A small sum could not do all this. I mean, yeah, his uncle, like, they all have kids. It's not like, it's not like Mm -hmm. they're just like, oh, have a lot of money to go around. It's like they have their own family to take care of. So something must have been agreed upon between Wickham and Gardner where, like, where like Wickham is willing to marry Lydia essentially for no money. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and, like, we're also to believe, if we're going to take Mr. Gardner's word, that Wickham... Like, all this debt that was attributed to him was apparently not true. Yeah, I was just Uh, over-exaggerated. He actually is
1: able to pay them all off and have more money in the Uh, bank. And it's like, that is 100% false. No,
0: so they know he must have gotten money from somewhere. Mm -hmm. And it was, Mr. Gardner's our only point of contact. So it's, in their minds, it's got to be from Mr. Gardner, right? Yeah. Mr. Gardner has, he must have discharged Wickham's debts and even given him more on top of that, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's very generous of him. Uh, no, said her father, Mr. Bennett. Wickham's a fool if he takes her with a farthing less than 10,000 oh. pounds. <sighs> that no is in reference to a small sum. A small sum could not do all this, and he's like, no, that's right. Wickham's a fool if he takes Lydia with a farthing less than ten thousand pounds, <laughs> I should be sorry to think so ill of him in the very beginning of our relationship.
1: <laughs> that's a hundred percent a joke.
0: Back to back to jokes, yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> the why it's hilarious to be like, oh, that's why I think lowly of Wickham because he took Lydia so cheaply, right? <laughs> <laughs> Not that like he basically abducted my daughter. <laughs> um, and ten thousand pounds—that's a lot of money. That's Darcy's annual income.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and Elizabeth goes, yeah, 10,000 pounds, heaven forbid. How is half such a sum to be repaid? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because Mr. Bennett is like, oh, I still have to repay Mr. Gardner. It's like, how can you even pay half of it, let alone the whole sum? Yeah,
0: well, they're only going to leave $5,000 for their daughters. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Okay, Mr. Bennett made no answer, and each of them, deep in thought, continued silent till they reached the house. Their father then went to the library to write, and the girls walked into the breakfast room.
1: And they are really to be married, cried Elizabeth as soon as they were by themselves, she and Jane. How strange this is! And for this we are to be thankful, that they should marry, small as is their chance of happiness, and wretched as is his character. We are forced to rejoice. Oh, Lydia!
0: Yeah, so this is also, you know, Elizabeth is kind of of the same mind of Mr. Bennett here. It's like... This is what we were hoping for, like, that she'd marry a cad, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is uh-huh. this
1: was the only good solution, and it just feels so icky.
0: Uh-huh. But Jane says, I comfort myself with thinking that Wickham certainly would not marry Lydia if he had not real regard for her.
1: <laughs> Come on, Jane.
0: Though our kind uncle has done something towards clearing him, I cannot believe that 10,000 pounds or anything like it has been advanced. He has children of his own and may have more. How could he spare half 10,000 pounds? Okay. This
1: is one of those instances where Jane is, like, technically correct. Uh It's like she she comes to her conclusions out of, like, the goodness of her heart, but it's rarely often purely out of goodness, yet somehow she still kind of gets to the heart of the matter. Mm -hmm. Like, she correctly, like, oh, I can't remember. She correctly predicted there was, like, some miscommunication or something.
0: Well, Um, she was right about Darcy's real character. Oh, right. She was right about Darcy's real
1: character. Um, Yeah. And so it's just like she managed to, like, (laughs) incorrectly get herself to the right answers. Like, this can't be, it can't possibly be Gardner putting down the 10 grand. The part where she gets wrong is that it must just be they love each other. (laughs) Yeah.
0: It's true. Yeah. That's a really good point. So there's no way. Mr Gardner gave him ten thousand dollars because Mr. Gardner cannot afford that. He has kids of his own and they're playing yeah. on having more, right? Mm-hmm. So it must just be because they're really in love. <laughs> That's the only explanation then. <laughs> uh Elizabeth replies, If we are ever to if we are ever able to learn that Wickham what Wickham's debts have been, said Elizabeth. Let me read that again, sorry. If we are Ever able to learn what Wickham's debts have been and how much is settled on his side on our sister, we shall exactly know what Mr. Gardner has done for them, because Wickham has not a sixpence of his own. <laughs> so if we can ever find out the exact amount of Wickham's debts, right, mm-hmm. and how much is settled on his side on our sister, meaning what?
1: um, Like how much Lydia is going to... Bring like what Lydia's inheritance is. What
0: Lydia gets from Wickham. So if we're ever able to learn how much Wickham owed and how much he's giving Lydia.
1: Oh, he's how much he's giving Lydia.
0: How much is settled on his side on our sister? Oh, okay. What did you say?
1: Um, I was like, oh, how much the inheritance is going to make a dent into the debts. How much? Oh, um, he... of the debt. How much of the debt is settled on his side on our sister?
0: How much is settled on his side on our sister? Well, I thought it was referencing. The some little money that Wickham has. There will oh. be some little money even when all his debts are discharged to settle on my niece.
1: Well, but then it ends with because Wickham has not a sixpence of his own. So Wickham is starting out with zero, zero pounds.
0: Well, so that's like, the I guess, you know, wherever Wickham is getting this money from would be the money that he then settles on Lydia.
1: I thought it was like, okay, so Wickham has this debt. And if we figure out how much the debt is and how much of it was paid by Lydia's inheritance, then we can know how much Mr. Gardner put down. Does that make sense?
0: I get what you're saying, but then he would say, settle on his side by our sister. I guess so. <sighs> I, I'm just like, if you look at Mr. Gardner's letter, he uses almost the exact same phrase when he says, oh. there will be some little money, even when all his debts are discharged, to be settled on my niece.
1: Oh, I see. Okay. All right.
0: Well, regardless, it's like, if we can find out how much debt Wickham has, and how much money that is left over, then we'll know what Mr. Gardner has given him, right? Right,
1: yeah. That's the crux of it. Uh Uh-huh.
0: Because Wickham, because Elizabeth knows from first-hand experience that Wickham doesn't have any money. (laughs) Yeah. The kindness of my uncle and aunt can never be requited. They're taking her home, Lydia, that is, and affording her their personal protection and countenance is such a sacrifice to her advantage as years of gratitude cannot enough acknowledge. Mm. What is this sentence saying?
1: They're taking her home and affording her their personal protection and countenance is such a sacrifice to her advantage. Mm -hmm. So, like... The gardeners are putting so much of themselves just for Lydia at this point. It is like such a huge advantage for her Mm -hmm. that she has managed to be taken in by family, by familiar people, frankly, in in London, by her family, that years of gratitude cannot enough acknowledge. Uh
0: I think Elizabeth's also kind of speaking to how... The gardeners are putting their reputation on the line a little bit here. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm, we're taking this girl right from her, like, den of inequity into <laughs> our own <laughs> home, like, where our children live, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. It's affording her personal protection, like, they're going to protect her, and also countenance.
1: Yeah, like appearance. Like,
0: uh-huh. Yeah, so they are going to be the ones who bring Lydia back into respectable society, which is kind of like, I don't know, that's a big deal.
1: Yeah, it is, it's putting your reputation on the line. Uh-huh. Like yeah, you said. Th-
0: such a sacrifice to Lydia's advantage as years of gratitude cannot enough acknowledge, you know. Can, yeah. Years of gratitude aren't even going to start to acknowledge, like, what the gardeners are doing for her.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: By the time she is actually with them, and by, by this, this time she is actually with them. Sorry about that. Yeah,
1: so this whole time they were like, where the hell is she in this ginormous city? And it's like, now we find out, thank God, she is finally in a familiar home. Like, we, 24 hours ago, we thought she was lost forever. And now, 24 hours later, she is with her aunt and uncle. Mm -hmm.
0: By this time, she is with, actually with them. If such goodness does not make Lydia miserable now, she will never deserve to be happy. What a meeting for her when she first sees my aunt.
1: If we know Lydia. Okay, let's just break this down. Mm -hmm. Um, If such goodness does not make her miserable now... If, like,
0: such goodness on the gardener's part, right? Does yeah. not, like,
1: humble her and make her feel bad about what she's done. Yeah. She will never deserve to be happy. Uh-huh. If she can't even be humbled and appreciative at this point, then she doesn't deserve to be happy. What a meeting for her when she first sees my aunt.
0: I don't think she Lydia's going to feel miserable at all for a second. No,
1: no. We'll see what Lydia's acts like when, when we see her again, but we have never once seen Lydia act... Anyway, uh-huh.
0: humble. We must endeavor to forget all that has passed on either side, said Jane. <laughs> I hope and trust they will yet be happy. So we just got to, the best thing for us to do now is just to try to pretend that we don't remember any of this, right? Well, J-
1: Jane is of the belief that you should never judge a person based on past behavior, past actions. <laughs> past yeah. actions. So now that they're married, it's not, that they're going to get married, let's just forget about everything we know about Wickham. Mm. And Lydia, maybe.
0: Jane goes on to say... Wickham's consenting to marry her is a proof, I will believe, that he has come to a right way of thinking. Their mutual affection will steady them, mm. and I flatter myself they will settle so quietly and live in so rational a manner as may in time make their past imprudence forgotten.
1: That's hilarious.
0: She's not be. Ba- the only thing she's basing that on is her steadfast belief that you cannot judge people based on their actions, yeah, you Yeah. Know? No, yeah.
1: Let's hope that these two like wild wild cards well, like once they get married, they're going to like they're going to, you know, settle down in a nice quiet village and have some kids and then everything will be for and everything that they've ever done will be forgotten.
0: I guess Jane is really like the anti Elizabeth. Yeah. Like Jane Elizabeth like is too hasty to judge people where Jane like basically refuses to judge people altogether. Yeah. Uh. Jane like
1: wants to have like the memory of a goldfish when it comes to like people's behavior. It's like, well, that's just what they used to be like. Who knows what they'll be like now? Uh, and I don't know. I think Jane is hoping this and maybe she is sort of speaking about it as if it is a it will happen.
0: There's like this all this mutual affection. And this living quietly in a rational manner—that's all born of Jane's brain.
1: Mm-hmm. When have they ever been? St- when has Jane, or sorry, when has Lydia or Wickham ever been steady and rational? Mm-hmm.
0: Little alone as to like be <laughs> so for years that will make everyone forget about this.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Let's just throw like if you have a fire and you throw like hot oil on a fire. It's like yeah, that'll calm them down, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Their conduct has been such, replied Elizabeth, as neither you nor I nor anybody can ever forget. It is useless to talk of it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even pretend like we can forget what's happened. Uh-huh. Like, we, no one will ever forget what's happened. It now occurred to the girls that their mother was in all likelihood perfectly ignorant of what had happened. Yeah, because Mr. Bennett, of course... Mr. Bennett didn't even tell his rational daughters what has Uh, happened, let alone his irrational wife. Yeah, They went to the library, therefore, and asked their father whether he would not wish them to make it known to her, to Mrs. Bennett. He was writing. Wow, to his credit, he was actually writing. Uh, And without raising his head, coolly replied,
0: Just as you please.
1: May we take my uncle's letter to read to her?
0: Take whatever you like and get away. Oh my god yeah get out get out of my library
1: elizabeth took the letter from his writing table and they went upstairs together
0: so i like the just as you please it's like
1: do what you want
0: yeah i have no opinion of it
1: <laughs> do whatever you want and get the hell out of my yeah. library uh mary and kitty were both with mrs bennett one communication would therefore do for all so the whole family's gathered around yeah. mrs bennett could hardly contain her oh sorry After a slight preparation for good news, the letter was read aloud. Mrs. Bennet could hardly contain herself. As soon as Jane had read Mr. Gardner's hope of Lydia's being soon married, her joy burst forth and every following sentence added to its exuberance.
0: So once she hears this good news, she gets incredibly joyous and everything she says, just like with each new sentence, she becomes even more exuberant, right?
1: She Mrs Bennett was now in an irritation as violent from delight as she had ever been fidgety from alarm and vexation.
0: So I really like to believe she just like she is lying on her deathbed, <laughs> right? And then she hears this and is back on her feet and is like yeah. uh Yeah, she
1: springs forth, uh, yeah, with like the, I... with newly newly found like life Life force. Uh,
0: This word irritation, it doesn't mean like she's irritated. It means like she is like, she can barely contain herself. Like irritation as violent from delight as she had ever been fidgety from alarm and vexation. So Uh she's like
1: swinging from one extreme of, from alarm and vexation to another extreme of coming from delight.
0: She is like jumping up in the air and clicking her heels together.
1: (laughs) To know that her daughter would be married was enough. She was disturbed by no fear for her felicity, nor humbled by any remembrance of her misconduct.
0: What is that saying? To know that her daughter would be married was enough... She was disturbed by no fear for her felicity, nor humbled by any remembrance of her (laughs) misconduct.
1: So, she was disturbed by no fear for Lydia's felicity, Lydia's happiness.
0: Like, her happiness in the marriage, yeah.
1: yeah. Nor humbled by any remembrance of Lydia's misconduct.
0: (laughs) So, like, to Mrs. Bennet, all that it matters is that they're getting married. Which is Mrs. Bennet's life goal, to get her daughters married. Yeah, she has no fear about Uh,
1: how happy Lydia's gonna be in the marriage. And she has no remembrance, basically, of the fucking, like misery that Lydia has made her family go through these last couple of weeks.
0: Mrs. Bennet does not care what it will take to get these daughters married, <laughs> you, you know? She doesn't care how it happens, and she doesn't care whether the marriage is gonna be a good one. Mm-hmm. All that matters. The marriage is everything, that's what it says. Yep. The marriage would be enough, you know? hmm
1: Okay. My dear, dear Lydia, she cried, this is delightful indeed. She will be married. I shall see her again. She will be married at 16.
0: Score. (laughs) So young, too.
1: (laughs) My good, kind brother. I knew how I would be. I knew he would manage everything. How I longed to see her. And to see her dear Wickham, too. Aw,
0: dear Wickham. (laughs) She was, like,
1: not even moments ago, just, like, railing at at the skies about how terribly Wickham has wronged Uh Miss Bennet.
0: And she also did not have a lot of faith in Mr. Gardner. In her (laughs) last chapter, she's like... But if Mr. Bennett's gone, who's going to marry? Who's going to make Wickham marry her, right? Yeah.
1: But the clothes, the wedding clothes, I will write to my sister Gardner about them directly. Lizzie, my dear, run down to your father and ask him how much he will give her. Mm-hmm. Stay, stay, I will go myself. Ring the bell, Kitty, for Hill. I will put on my things in a moment. My dear, dear Lydia, how merry we shall be together when we meet. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Well... I mean, Mrs. Bennett did finally get what she always wanted. Yep. A daughter married. Uh, a daughter
0: married. Uh, it doesn't matter how, and it doesn't matter what kind of marriage it's going to be. <laughs> uh, and this is also just like, this is just showing what a swing she has gone to from being on like her sickbed to now being like, oh, I'm just going to go tell Mr. Bennett myself, ring for the housekeeper, right?
1: Yeah. She's practically like having like an exorcism right now. <laughs> okay. Her eldest daughter, Jane, endeavored to give some relief to the violence of these transports. Um, so she's just like, calm down. Mm-hmm. By leading her thoughts to the obligations which Mr. Gardner's behavior laid them all under. Yeah. So, so she's th- like, well, remember, Mr. Gardner was the one who did all of this for us. So we should maybe thank him.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Okay. Um, for we must attribute this happy conclusion, Jane added, in a great measure to his kindness. We are persuaded that he has pledged himself to assist Mr. Wickham with money. Mm-hmm.
0: I so I guess Jane has even come around on this now. Yeah. Well, cried her mother, it is all very right. Who should do it but her own uncle?
1: Uh, her father, maybe?
0: maybe? <laughs> not to Mrs. Bennett. <laughs> if he had not had a family of his own, I and my children must have had all his money, you know. So... Like, if, if only Mr. Gardner hadn't had kids, then I would have gotten a bigger inheritance. That's yeah, what she's saying.
1: Yeah, it's, pra- it's basically like, we pra- he practically owes us. Because uh, if he didn't have kids, we would be the ones with all of that money. Yeah,
0: so it's that's why it's right that uh, Mr. Gardner settled all this. <laughs> so, if he had not a family of his own, I and my children must have had all his money, you know. And it is the first time we have ever, ha- ever had anything from him except a few presents. So, and it... One, I would have had his money if he didn't have a family. Also, if he wasn't born, I would have gotten that inheritance, right? (laughs) And two, he's never really given us anything before, like Christmas presents, but it's not like he's ever given us money before. (laughs) So we were kind of entitled to it, right? Yeah,
1: and remember, we've seen when the gardeners first visit from London, they bring presents for everyone. Uh. And And then Mrs. Bennett went on that speech about being um comforted by the news of long Uh, sleeves sleeves,
0: yeah (laughs) well those were come on those were just mere presents they never gave us any cash before
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's basically like well what has he ever done for us Uh, except give us presents and like you know if he didn't have children we would be in line for all of his money anyway so uh, he kind of owes
0: us it's about time he ponied up right
1: Uh, the mental gymnastics mrs bennett goes through to feel entitled to like her brother's money
0: uh who, who should do it but her own uncle? That's, that's supposed to be hilarious. Yeah. Well, I am so happy. In a short time, I shall have a daughter married. Mrs. Wickham.
1: How like, well it
0: sounds.
1: It's like every time you hear that phrase, Mrs. Wickham, an angel loses its wings or something. <laughs> How
0: well it sounds. Oh. <laughs> and she was only 16 last June. 16, think of it. Oh, my God. I'm doing so well. It
1: truly is like... I think it is like a mark of accomplishment for Mrs. Bennet to have such a young daughter married. Oh,
0: oh yeah, it is. Because it's her life goal to get him married as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. My dear Jane, I am in such a flutter that I am sure I can't write. So I will dictate, (laughs) and you write for me. We will settle with your father about the money afterwards but the things should be ordered immediately, meaning the wedding clothes. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. we'll figure out the money later, but let's order the things first.
1: <laughs> all of the legal, legalese uh-huh. involved in like a very complicated marriage, we can, we can deal with that later. But what's more important right now is Lydia's marriage clothes. Uh-huh. Wedding clothes.
0: She was then proceeding to all the particulars of Calico, Muslin, and Cambric, and would shortly have dictated some very plentiful orders had not Jane though with some difficulty, persuaded her to wait, till her father is at leisure to be consulted. So calico, muslin, and cambric, these are all different types of fabrics. Yeah. Uh, And Jane, though with some difficulty, finally persuades Mrs. Bennet to wait until they can at least talk to Mr. Bennet first.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like Mrs. Bennet is getting ready to order all of these fabrics, and Mr. Bennet has not even agreed to put any money down for Lydia's wedding Uh clothes.
0: One day's delay, she observed, would be of small importance, and her mother was too happy to be quite so obstinate as usual. <laughs> like
1: a child. Uh, it's like Jane talking down a child from like a sugar yeah, high. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. Oh, she is, Jane is being the reasonable adult in this room. <laughs> uh, and yeah, the only reason Mrs. Bennett doesn't resist more to these this persuading to wait till they can talk to Mr. Bennett is because she's so happy. Yeah. Other schemes, too, came into her head.
1: So she's like, all right, well, I can delay buying the wedding clothes, but I have this other scheme in my brain that I need to address immediately.
0: It's also like, you know, they started the morning convincing Mm -hmm. their father, like, hey, you got to write that letter now. And now they're ending the morning by convincing their mother, like, hey, wait a second, all these (laughs) wedding clothes, right? Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, I will go to Meryton, said she, said Mrs. Bennett, as soon as I am dressed and tell the good, good news to my sister, Phillips. And as I come back, I can call on Lady Lucas and Mrs. Long. Kitty, run down and order the carriage. An airing would do me a great deal of good, I am sure. Girls, can I do anything for you in Meryton? Oh, here comes Hill. My dear Hill, have you heard the good news? Miss Lydia is going to be married, and you shall all—and you shall all have a bowl of punch. To make Mary at her wedding.
0: I think the all here is servants. I think you so, think? yeah. You, all and good news, not only is Lydia getting married, but I'm going to give all the servants a bowl of punch. <laughs> I think
1: that is a tradition to serve, to um, celebrate like a marriage or a wedding by giving servants punch. Uh, I think but, I saw that in Downton Abbey.
0: Oh. But it also says you shall all have a bowl of punch to make Mary at her wedding, which is absurd because... Fuck? Lydia is not getting married anywhere. No, near Lydia's uh, in freaking
1: London.
0: Mrs. Bennett doesn't know what she's talking about. <laughs> but she is also like, she is instantly, well, I'm ready to go out now. Mm-hmm. Not only am we ready to go out, but I'm ready to throw it in these fi- the faces of these women. Yeah. First, my dear sister, I'm going to throw it in her face. <laughs> then my dear friend, Lady Lucas. And Mrs. It- Long. And Mrs. Long, who's trash, but I'll still throw it in her face anyway. <laughs> okay. Mrs. Hill began instantly to express her joy. Elizabeth received her congratulations among the rest of the daughters, and then, sick of this folly, took refuge in her own room that she might think with freedom.
1: So Elizabeth doesn't buy, she knows this is all a sham. This is, like, very, um, this is like, they barely survive by the skin of their teeth, and Mrs. Bennet is acting as if this is, like, the most joyous occasion ever, and she's, like, she is, like, Probably like repulsed by it at this point. Uh-huh. She's like truly disgusted. Sick needs... of this folly. Yeah, yeah, she needs to get out of this room.
0: Because <laughs> Mrs. Bennett has like she has no even like James Jane's gentle attempt to make her remember, hey, Mr. Gardner made this happen. Like maybe let's not be so exuberant. Does not check Mrs. Bennett at all. <laughs> In the same way that when everything happened, it was all done toward her. Now that lady is getting married, it's all because of. Mrs. Bennett, right? Yeah, like, I made this happen. <laughs> okay, poor Lydia's situation must be, must at best be bad enough. Ha!
1: This so is at best, thinking at yeah, best, uh, Lydia's situation is bad enough.
0: Poor Lydia. That means that like Elizabeth's almost like I don't know. Lydia is kind of a victim, I guess, of whatever. Yeah, of like the family. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Lydia's situation must, at best, be bad enough. But that it was no worse, she had need to be thankful. But that it was no worse, she had need to be thankful.
1: Yeah. That it was no worse than, quote, bad enough. Uh Elizabeth is thankful.
0: And it's even, like, it's not like Elizabeth was readily thankful. It's like she had need to be thankful. Yeah. Even though the situation's still bad, that it wasn't worse, like... Elizabeth is forced into being thankful. Mm -hmm. It's not a very, like, good feeling, probably. No. She felt it so, and though, in looking forward, neither rational happiness nor worldly prosperity could be justly expected for her sister. Mm. In looking back to what they had feared, only two hours ago, she felt all the advantages of what they had gained.
1: Okay. That's a pretty apt summary of the feelings of, like, any rational person's feelings of the situation. Mm-hmm. So
0: even... I'm sorry.
1: Oh, no. Th- yeah, just like... So looking... F- she's she's kind of ruminating about what has happened. Um, she's like, this is as good as it could have gone that Lydia's going to marry this horrible man. And she is looking forward into the future and she has absolutely no faith that nas- rational happiness or worldly pr- prosperity is what's going to be in Lydia's life. Lydia will never... <laughs> Be rationally happy.
0: No. Maybe she'll be, like, deliriously happy, <laughs> but it's not going to be based in any reason. Nor uh,
1: will she have worldly p- prosperity. Money. Yeah.
0: She's not going to have very much money. No. So even though, when Elizabeth looks forward, she sees neither happiness nor money in Lydia's future, right? hmm
1: She does Considering, look Considering,
0: yeah, what had been their fear two hours ago, this is a good outcome, right?
1: Yeah, she got all the advantages of what they had gained, which is a huge advantage, which is that their family name is still relatively secure.
0: They can live in society.
1: Yeah, they're not going to be shunned from society.
0: And that is chapter seven. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, it's great that we get... You know, this is kind of something of a resolution. Like, we've been worrying about what Lydia's up to, whether she's gonna get married, what's gonna happen for, like, the past several chapters, and we finally get, like, some closure. Like, Lydia will, in fact, be married, and it's not gonna cost the Bennets that much. Mm-mm. Like, there's still a lot of, like, doubt and, I don't know, dreariness that's surrounding this outcome. Like, it is not a joyous occasion.
1: No, it- they barely- eked out of victory here, uh, if it can even be counted as a victory. Yeah,
0: also makes it very clear that it's not a victory. And the fact that Mrs. <laughs> Bennett's the only one who treats it as a total victory <laughs> is an indication that it's not. <laughs>
1: That's also true, yeah. Uh, yeah, like, what, what have we... what has happened now? Like, the worst character we ha- have met in this entire book will be married to...
0: Is now our brother-in-law, Is right? married
1: to a 16-year-old girl uh, who just turned 16 and is also just very simple-minded and um... A a real victim of her parents' neglect. Uh
0: huh. And it'd be unreasonable to think that their their marriage will ever be happy, <laughs> or that they're gonna really have enough money to live on.
1: Yeah, and not only that, but so far we, they 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 know that Mr. Gardner must have put down a significant amount of money. So they basically owe their lives to Mr. Gardner, who does not have enough money to have like been able to incentivize Wickham to marry Lydia
0: right this is what the the Bennets believe
1: mm-hmm. so uh, it is not a celebration no. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: okay that's yeah that, that's how the chapter ends but we will find out more
1: yes don't worry uh, yeah, yeah If you guys don't worry like Lydia is not just corresponding through letters we will we will see her again
0: uh Mrs. Wickham herself oh, in the flesh <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah. All right. Well.
0: Okay. So until next time, well, do you want to tell us how oh, our listeners can email us if they'd like?
1: Yeah, sure. So if you have any questions, comments, concerns, let us know how you feel about the whole Lydia situation. Um, you can email us at secondimpressionspod at com. So until Volume 3, Chapter 8, I'm Grace. And I'm Tom. Bye.